Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When it comes to work, communication is key, even if you don't have a writing job. Sounding unconfident, indecisive, or passive-aggressive can hold you back professionally and hurt your team's productivity. Grammarly Premium's advanced tone suggestions make sure you're always sending the right message. Sound clear and confident in your writing and automatically replace negative-leaning language with solution-focused alternatives. With Grammarly's help, you can build stronger relationships at work, be constructive in the face of challenges, and help your team get things done. Grammarly works where you do, so your team's projects get done before the deadline. And with features like comprehensive spelling, grammar, and clarity-focused sentence rewrites, Grammarly helps keep your writing efficient and mistake-free. The right tone can move any project forward. Get it just right with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to sign up for free. Then get 20% off when you upgrade to premium. That's 20% off at Grammarly.com slash podcast. What up, y'all? It's your girl, Honey Banks, and I just jumped off the porch for Dirty Glove Bastards. It's up. Me, head to motherfucking feet from the pity double D from the gap on side. All right, today we got Honey Banks jumping off the porch with us today. We outside Dallas, Texas. We in the building. For sure. How you feeling today? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. We in Atlanta. The weather's good. It's a little chilly, you know, until I. A lot of country out here, you know what I'm saying? I like it though. I had this on my calendar from last year, so was, you know, glad to check it off. For sure. So we yeah. popping out 2022 the right way. Yes, sir. So let me ask you how 2021 went for you. 2021 was, ooh, it was back to back 2021. Uh, 2021 was actually the first year that I actually focused on myself. So starting like January last year, we hit the ground running. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And all the way through. For Good sure. deals, bad deals. It was 2021. 20, a lot of lessons learned. Yeah, lessons learned. For lessons sure. already had, but you know, learned all over again. It's all good though, because we here. The music game. Y'all know how that goes. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, for those who wouldn't know, mm-hmm. how would you describe life back at home in Faraday, Louisiana? Faraday is country. Faraday is cornfields, burning crosses, wood churches. You know how you can go in somewhere, you can like smell the the like the smell of the wood and like vodka mm. that's what it smells like Damn. they ain't got no air in the church still like faraday is like what you would think a rosewood like the movie remember ruby rosewood something like that yeah pretty so much it was a real traumatic time it sounds like <laughs> <laughs> my grandma picked cotton there like on some real shit but <laughs> he looking like I'm, I'm dead ass serious like my family from there and then we went to California and then Texas and been there ever since. I'm so happy y'all did that, hey, bro. get the fuck about it. <laughs> so how would you describe life in Dallas, Texas? Dallas is, I, I would describe it as like a small version of Atlanta. Uh, it's, it's unfortunately not as opportunity driven as Atlanta, but it's a lot of artists in Dallas. It's a lot of people who have potential that we just don't have the reach like y'all do. So, I'm ready to leave. I ain't even gonna lie, I'm ready to leave. So what's the next city for you? What's the next city? Where are we going? California, we're going back to Cali. LA. Got to. It's rowdy out there right now, but. Yeah. I'm, no, we gonna wait. <laughs> we gonna wait till everybody calm down, stop purging, you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. I ain't trying to, you know, wind up somewhere, you know, devastated like the rest of the artists, so. Nah, for real. Yeah. 
So how would you describe your childhood coming up? Woo! Y'all want the real? Of course. My childhood was kind of fucking... Uh, let me stop cussing. My childhood was rough. My childhood was like... It wasn't rough as far as me having a hard life. It was rough as the experience. I'll put it to you like this. My mama had me at 15. I was Brenda's baby from the Tupac song, some real shit. She didn't want me. So I found out that she was trying to put me up for adoption, right? So that's when we were in Louisiana. So she left and moved to California with me. And then I ended up in Texas with my grandma. You know what I'm saying? And I had been in Texas since, woo, my grandma had me since I was like five. You know what I'm saying? And my daddy's in Baton Rouge or still in Louisiana. So like, I was that abandoned kid. You know what I'm saying? I was, it was rough. And I grew up like resenting family members because I didn't quite understand. But now, you know, that I grew up and I realized like, hey, she was 15, ain't shit she could do with a, a baby. I get it now, you know what I'm saying? But a lot happened. I understand. A lot happened, yeah. So with all those traumatic experiences, how would you say your mental health was affected? It was, it was bad. I'm looking to the camera, it was bad. I'm not gonna lie, it was bad. Um, Cause you know, my grandma worked all day. I was at home, you know, you get into whatever happens at home or whatever happens at the babysitters, you know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, shit happened, you know? And it was traumatic and I, it took me a long time to like just get over it. I had to grow into an actual adult and understand a lot of things for me to understand my entire situation because I was angry as shit. I ain't gonna lie. I was angry, but I expressed everything in the music. So that was my outlet. And I've been doing music since I was like seven, worked my first song to seven. That's so, cool. Yeah, that was like my outlet. I was just duck off with my little boom box with the mic attached and, you know, get to work. So what would you say about music that inspires you to want to pursue the art yourself? It won't leave me alone. It's like, <laughs> it be calling me. Um, on some real, when I was in California, at the, like the brief time I was there, I started acting first, but I would always write songs and write and write. I had stage fright. So I didn't actually get over my stage fright until I got hit in the damn head, but I always would write and I would always do the talent shows at school and then like the little plays, I would do the theater arts, like things like that that are just broaden my branch. Cause no matter how many times I try to stop music, it just, I'm miserable without it. You know what I'm saying? So like for instance, my grandma, she chopped up my piano with an ax, just like on a movie. <laughs> <laughs> what you do? I ain't do nothing. I went to school and I came home and I'm walking from school. I look on the side of the house. She got a, a, a ax like, off of, like, a, like a horror movie. And she was hacking at that, hacking at that. And I'm just like, oh my God, you know how your heart just sunk. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, so it's like I was teaching myself to play piano young. Like, it just was always there. So, he looking so astonished. I am. This story interesting as the hell. Grandma out there in the front lawn with She that. was on the side of the, between the houses. She was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to throw this in the, uh, the dumpster. It was just too big. I couldn't pick it. piano outside to chop it down. And I'm just like. <laughs> Why she wanted to throw it away, though? <laughs> she said I was creating too much racket. Oh. Grandma terms. Louisiana grandma terms. It was too much racket in my house. And I was just like, bruh, like, huh. crush. You know what I'm saying? I feel that. Yeah. So who would you list as some of your musical influences? A lot of people. I can go anywhere down from 
Lincoln Park to Tina Marie to Sade to Bone Thugs to like it, the list goes on. You know what I'm saying? Like I've always been in love with music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Al Green. I can go to Tupac. I can go to Wayne. I can you know J Cole is one of my favorite right now. Cassidy most definitely is one of my influences, especially with the bars. So. Yeah, I can, I can circle all the way back around, yeah. That's real. So what would you say is the biggest life lesson you learned so far? Boy, I say, when people tell you who they are, believe them, okay? Maya Angelou. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on some dead ass, real, and when people tell you who they are, believe them. When people show you who they are, believe them. Stop trying to make your own perception of a person because that's what you want it to be, you know what I'm saying? Things like that. Yeah. And I always read the fine lines. I always get a contract too, in the music side, so I always get a contract. That's real. Yeah. So you also have been on the entertainment spectrum wheel for a while, because not only did you dabble in music, but you also partake in the journalism side as well. Yeah. So talk about hosting some of those gigs and hosting some of those events. Okay, so I was on a show called Crush TV first, and then first and 15th TV. And then we would also like go and host like the local talent events too. I like doing those because I find some of the dopest artists, the dopest artists that want to get on, like it's this dude like, uh, look Coco. Y'all know who he is now, I'm plugging him. He's dope as shit. Like it's a few artists in Dallas that I hosted for, like I'll bring them out, you know what I'm saying? And boom, they branch off and do something else like, uh, uh, slick Music, his name is Rick. He got Grammys now, and I hosted the event, you know what I'm saying, with the beat battles, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's amazing to see that, like to see it from the bottom to where they just hungry, and then boom, you on Billboard. Like, it's dope. Yeah. Yeah, it's real, real That's dope. real. And it's been a few artists that I've seen do that, so, yeah. So talk about your mentor, it's a Big E beat. How does you two to collide? Big E. <laughs> if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. He called me early. He probably mad at me right now. Um, during my extra, extra underground phases, he saw a flyer on Facebook. He came out to one of my shows and he stood in the back of the club and just waited. And then, mind you, I didn't know who this man was, you know what I'm saying? When I got off stage, he was like, hey, I'm, I'm, it's a big EB, da 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 da. He was like, yeah, I've been here for about a couple hours, but I wanted to see how you perform. And I was like, okay, all right, he was like, let's do some work. And it's just been up since then. And that was like, what, six years ago? About six, seven years ago? Yeah. That's real. We got a lot of music together that's not released. Yeah. Yeah, so it's coming. That's cold. It's coming, yeah. How would y'all describe y'all chemistry with one another? Me and Big E, like, he be fussing at me. Like, he be on my ass. Like, no, honey, basically. That's how he sound. He be like, no. Fuck them niggas. Like, don't. You know what I'm saying? He be on my ass like a daddy slash uncle. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times. But your mind is on the future, too and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com wealth. 
Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. But I take it as constructive criticism. I listen to the OG because that's just what he is and he's been places, so I got to make sure I take I heed to that. It. Yeah. So then at what point would you say you decided to take music seriously? Let me see. When I almost died the, <laughs> the second time. Yeah. I almost died a second time. <laughs> so you almost passed away twice. Twice, yeah. When I almost died the second time, that's when I got hit in the head. And like all my stage fright went away. I had only did one show. One show. My Louisiana just came out, y'all heard that. I only did one show before I got hit in the head. Matter of fact, it was in Detroit. Um, it was like my first big show. The, the club sold out. The strippers had on my shirts. They flew me out to Detroit. Did the one song that had been playing up there, which I had no idea, called Duffel Bad Girl. Came back, that was July, probably about a month, barely a month later, I got hit. hit in then, the head, like with an object? Yeah, we was in a club. Um, and my cousin saw her dude with this other chick, and she went over there and just threw her drink on the girl. Mind you, we ate deep. If you would have just alerted one of us, we would have been ready. You know what I'm saying? So we on the, you know, we on the dance floor, stanky leg, and we in Dallas. <laughs> we see her coming through the crowd, and we like, yo, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? So she jumped behind me, and I turned back this way, and the girl just clocked me just with the, um, the big glass pitchers that you pour drinking, those, and split my shit down here, all the way back to the ear, and here to the white meat, like my shit was wide open. Now, mind you, she severed every nerve in my face, so I felt nothing, but I just knew that she hit me and I heard the impact, it was like, die. So I'm, I'm down like this, and I'm like, oh, she hit me, so I'm, at the time, you know, I'm kickboxing, like I'm real life in kickboxing class, I'm belting and all that shit, so yeah. I think that's why she jumped behind me, but whatever. So I'm beating this girl up, she on the ground. Mind you, I'm split wide open, right? So I'm, nah, nah, I'm about to soldier boy. Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? She grabs my hair. I'm open, right? And she's pulling my scalp. I had no idea, right? I'm just fighting. And that, all of a sudden, I'm like, I was like, I can't, I can't see. Why can't I see? I, I feel hot, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like I'm underwater. I feel like the, you know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, security got my, by me, my, my, my voice and shit. Security then took me outside. And I'm sitting down, I, it still ain't registered to me that I'm wide open. The homies started coming out. It was my homegirl was right here. Like we literally on some steps like this. She was right here rocking, like old school granny rocking, crying. Crying, and I'm just like, what's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? I still hadn't seen myself, but by the time my adrenaline sh um, slowed down, the blood started to come. And when I say it came, it poured. Cause I'm open what, shit, seven inches? Seven inches here and then up here. So I was like soaked in my own blood basically. From head to toe, from my shoes to my, my panties, the dress, everything was soaked in my blood. And by the time I realized what was going on, I had lost so much blood. You know, I'm, I'm thinking it's not bad because the, the paramedics right here and they got the girl right here. So I'm, Come to find out, they was just waiting for the police to come get her. But it got so bad that um, I went into shock. So I thought I was dying, I ain't gonna lie. Um, I told her, like my homegirl was sitting here crying, I'm like, yo, I feel like I'm about to 
you know, passed out, and she just started screaming, and I just started seeing the paramedics run to me. Um, next thing you know, I wake up in the back of the ambulance. Um, I do this, and I pick up, like, some meat. And um, I like low key, I'm like, yo, is this, I was like, I'm fucked up mentally. So I'm like, is this my brain? They was like, uh, no, nah, but that's the inside of your head. And I just, ugh, I went out again. You know what I'm saying? Like I passed out, I couldn't take it. Then I woke up again in the trauma unit at Parkland, Parkland Hospital in Dallas. And that's like the, the, the most, the place that can handle head injuries and yeah. like trauma, that's where they took JFK and shit. So yeah, I woke up there. I ain't seen myself till the next day. And when I, I, we can insert pictures here. I don't know if y'all do that, but <laughs> I, um, I found pictures like a couple months ago. I was like, damn, I thought I lost these, but my shit was out of there. Yeah, wow. pulled out a piece of glass like a month later, it popped out. I'm just like, bro. Um, so basically that happened while I was in school finishing my journalism degree. And being that I was stage frightened, I was like, all right, I'm gonna do journalism. But when I got hit, it was like, damn, who gonna hire me with a big ass scar on my face? Like, the insecurity peaked, you know what I'm saying? Then I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna rap. I'm just gonna go ahead and do, you know, what I really wanna do. And I got a war wound now, so, a couple of, yeah. But I made it, so. Yeah, we glad you're here. Yeah. That's yeah. some shit, boy. Yeah, it's real. Damn. <laughs> it's real. Uh, I'm glad you beat them eyes, but you, you said two times, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's another time you almost died. Well, the first time I was pregnant. Wait, why the girl hit you in the head? You was pregnant? No, no. That's a whole different situation. So that's, that's the second time. That was the second time. The first time I was pregnant with twins. I was five months pregnant. Unfortunately, I was in a fucked up ass relationship. It was slightly abusive. Ain't no slight. It was abusive. It was stressful. And I went into a premature labor at five months. Wow. Yep. Yep, and I didn't know the severity of anything. I'm just like, all right, you know, they about to be premature, you know, they'll make it, whatever. So I, I call my mom and them, it's like three, three o'clock in the morning, I'm bleeding profusely and I'm like shit in pain. So I'm by the door, they like, yo, call 911, we'll come. Um, shit, 911 passed like, I'm an ambulance, they passed like three, four hospitals and I'm like, what's going on? Why y'all keep, y'all thought, you know, it was like, well, they can't handle you. I was like, well, what does that mean? They was like, we got to go to a special hospital. I didn't know about the NICU with, you know, baby wards. I didn't know about all of that. Um, so they take me to the hospital. They wheeling me in, you know, they give me prep and whatever. And I'm like, yo, tie my tubes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm telling the, you know, the doctor, like, oh, she will. I'm like, tie my tubes. She was like, absolutely not. It's either you or them. And I'm like, huh? So she gassed my ass. Like, by the time I look, you know, I'm on a stretcher. I'm like, what? She knocked my ass out. She knocked my ass out. Wow. Yeah, because I was basically dying. I was basically dying. So if I had not hit 911, I'd have been out of there. I'm thinking that, you know, regular label, no, I was, I was dying. Wow. I was like bleeding inside and shit. Like, woke up the next day, the baby's out. I had to bury them like um, a week later. I decided to take them off life support and bury them. Your mouth is jaw dropped right now, I'm sorry. I'm over, like for a long time, all of this like really fucked my head up. I was even in the ass, like how do you still walk around with this smile all happy, you know what I'm saying? I'm how do you go here. on with life, yeah. Yeah, it took a long time. Like I dealt with depression for a good 10 years, you know what I'm saying, within that period. I was like, why? Like, but I just realized, you know, that I'm here to 
show females, you know, it's possible to persevere. You know what I'm saying? It's possible to still get the things done. It's possible to still be a boss, despite whatever you go through. No whatever, care. you know what I'm saying? No, we have you here, man. Yeah. We have you. No, you deserve it. Thank you. Appreciate you. So how did you end up leaking with DJ Snake for his forthcoming album? He found me from the last cypher I did. I did a cypher with um, three other women. It went viral. That one hit like over 100,000 views and he was in the comments. Like, yo, this shit dope. So he randomly hit me up like um, a couple months ago and he was like, yo, I got this track. I want you to do it. Like he basically DJ Khaled me. He was like, I got this track. Do what you want with it. Okay. Okay, bet. And I'm not going to disappoint you. Yeah. So I turned it into like a, a actual single that's going to come out on his thing. Like he wanted it to be like, you know, just do a verse. Nah. Mm -mm. Let me get a singer in here. Yeah. Let me get, you know what I'm saying? Let me get over. Yeah. So I, I tried to make sure I executed it right because my thing is composition. I love it. Yeah. I want it to sound good. You know what I'm saying? So that's it's another real. situation of social media and them finding me. That's real. Yeah. So what would you say listeners could expect when they listen to your music? They know I'm a, a plethora of everything. Like one day I feel like twerking. One day I want to talk about the trap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one day we gonna uh, talk about some love. Like it just really depends on most are fascinated. So yeah. That's cool. So what can listeners expect from your forthcoming projects coming out this year? So this year. What do you want them to take from your music? This year you're gonna get these, these real life stories on the first one. The second one we gonna turn up and twerk a little bit. And on the third one, I don't, I don't know what we're gonna do yet. We probably gonna, you know, we gonna fuck to that one. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. I'm looking forward to that. Okay. <laughs> Scorpio season, make sure you look forward to that. You know what oh, I'm saying? Okay, you already know big sad season. Oh, God. <laughs> we saints. We saints. Look, oh, God. <laughs> we saints. We good people. I promise you. <laughs> so, how would you describe your grind as an independent artist? It don't stop. It don't stop. Like, and I'm addicted to it, actually. I think so. You think I'm addicted? Blaze behind the camera, yeah. It, it, it's nonstop grind and shit. I don't see it no other way. Cause I'm not a person that stops at anything that I really want. My grandma put that in me, you know what I'm saying? She like, you, matter of fact, she told me last week, don't stop, just don't stop. I was like, I, I ain't gonna stop. I'm gonna keep going, it's for that's, you. That's hard. You know what I'm saying? So what else are you working on, honey banks? Nothing but music right now. I normally do everything at the same time. This time I want to focus on music, music only. I've been offered some, some right deals, I would say placement. I've been offered some bad ones, but that basically means that last year when I focused on myself, it got some, you know, it got some traffic. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to continue to focus on myself. Okay, because it's working. Yeah, it worked. And that was only one year. I fought you know with that. All the other time I've been putting everybody else on, so. Yeah. So that's, yeah. you got to tell, tell the women at home what focusing on yourself can do for your Focus life. Focus on yourself. I bought a house. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, uh, yeah, I bought a house. I had to say that twice. <laughs> no, no, no. I bought a whole house, fixed my own credit. It was like 520-something. Did that. Got on my music. Perfected the hobby. Turned it into, you know, a lucrative income. That's the best way to say it. And we love to see that A shit. lucrative income, yes. Congratulations Thank on you. that. I'm proud of you. I'm proud All of you. Right. Very proud of you. Any last words and shout outs? 
Last word, shouts out to Blaze Moreau, who's behind the camera. Shouts out to It's a Biggie Beach. Shouts out to Young Bala. I just dropped a song with him today. You can't say that, huh? You can say that. Shouts out to Young Bala. <laughs> Two BBL is out right now. Bitch, you made it. It's coming. You know what I'm saying? Bad girl with It's the Biggie Beat is coming. It's a lot of things coming. So shouts out to the home team, J-Rock Obama, Dallas, Texas. We out here. For sure. Also, shouts out to Ty Macklin and Alpha and Omega for being a homie for the past six years and the best engineer on the planet. Uh, shouts out to my grandma, my mom and all of them. I love y'all. Shouts out to Pootie. Yeah, that's it. Honey Banks, we, we appreciate it. For sure. Let's get it. Love me, head to motherfucking feet From the titty double D From the gap on side my teeth And I know that When something happens to your kitchen You might say This is ludicrous But that won't fix your home That will only get you the rapper Ludicrous Having trouble? Don't panic Don't be alarmed You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm Like a good neighbor State Farm is there that's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.